This is TID Short Stories, a TID water and power podcast miniseries. Every episode, you'll hear a short, unique, and often lesser-known story from TID's rich history. And you'll hear these stories that helped build the district's 135-year history told by the people who operate the district today. On today's episode, TID Assistant General Manager of Water Resources, to her, tells the story of the man who risked his fortune to fund the construction of TID's canal system and ultimately saved the future of the district. More than 250 miles of canals and lateral span our community, delivering reliable irrigation water to approximately 150,000 acres of farmland. While these may be such a common part of our rural landscape today that they are often overlooked, the district faced many hurdles while constructing this critical irrigation infrastructure. Despite the challenges, one man, James A. Waymeyer, was so confident that the district would succeed that he sacrificed his fortune, but ultimately saved a young irrigation district. On June 6, 1887, TID was officially formed as the first irrigation district in California. Formed under the Wright Act, which allowed the district to issue bonds, TID set out to build infrastructure to bring irrigation water from the Tuolumne River. In October 1887, the TID Board of Directors requested the voters approve $600,000 in bonds, which passed nearly unanimously 176 to 12. However, out of fear of potential legal challenges that could question the validity of the bonds, the district orchestrated its own legal challenge to the Wright Act. Then TID Secretary Roger Williams refused to sign the bonds, which allowed district attorneys to take the issue to the state Supreme Court. After months without decision, the California Supreme Court ruled that the Wright Act was constitutional on May 31st 1888, the district could finally move forward with issuing bonds and constructing a canal system. First came Lagrange Dam, purchased and constructed jointly with MID. The dam did not store water, but instead raised the river to a level that water could be diverted into the future TID canal system once it was built. However, by the time the Lagrange Dam was completed, a national depression had hit with the financial panic of 1893. With the promise of irrigation still not met, times were very difficult in the Turlock region. Land was worn and dropping in value and people began to move from the area. Times were so difficult that even staunch supporters of irrigation in the district joined efforts to stop tax collection by TID. A small aside, there had always been some people at the time who were opposed to the district known as the anti-irrigationists. These anti-irrigationists disliked the cost of the irrigation taxes or simply preferred the way things were prior to the district. With Lagrange complete, work on the TID canal system resumed in 1894, but not for long. Work soon stopped on the canal system because the district did not have enough money to pay the workers. The value of irrigation bonds would only sell at a steep discount sometimes only 50% of the face value, if they even sold at all. The young irrigation district was essentially bankrupt. Enter James A. Waymeyer, 
an attorney and former judge from Oakland. Waymire had been a believer in irrigation and was an early investor in bonds of Wright Act districts, including the Postal Irrigation District of Kern County, and had an interest in TID success. Waymire was so confident that TID would succeed that he agreed to take over the canal construction contract to complete the canals for the district and to sell all of the bonds. It was a high-risk, high-reward gamble for the attorney. Cruz went back to work, but a new challenge arose, a legal challenge to the Right Act. A federal judge in San Diego deemed the Right Act unconstitutional, essentially halting the sale of all bonds. Now heading to the United States Supreme Court, the holders of California irrigation bonds who stood to lose on their investment if the Right Act was thrown out of the court, put together a fund for the legal defense of the Right Act. Entrusted with the job of selecting the defense attorneys, Mr. Waymeyer, of course. Ultimately, Waymeyer was able to hire ex-President Benjamin Harrison to defend the Right Act. Waymeyer said the following about President Harrison. He was the equal of any man as a lawyer, and the fact that he had appointed three of the judges would do no harm. The case was heard in early 1896, but the court adjourned for summer without a decision. Finally, in November 1896, the U.S. Supreme Court declared the Right Act was constitutional. Despite the legal victory, financial struggles plagued the district in Weimar. Bonds remained difficult to sell, even at a steep discount, and Weimar struggled to scrape together enough money to pay his men and keep construction moving forward. By the end of 1898, the most difficult stretch of the canal system, the 23-mile main canal from LaGrange to Hickman, had been completed. In 1899 and 1900, local growers joined construction crews to dig the canals and laterals through the TID service area, ultimately completing the TID irrigation system. Finally, Nearly 13 years after the formation of the district, irrigation arrived. In March 1900, Tuolumne River water was diverted and delivered to a parcel of corn one mile north of Ceres owned by Henry Stirring. And what became of Wade Meyer? The former judge had mortgaged his property in 1895 to pay for the construction of the canal system. He lost it to foreclosure in 1900, remaining there only as a tenant. James A. Waymeyer, without whom the canal system could not have been completed when it was, could have reaped a large benefit had his gamble gone more favorably. But in the end, his strong belief in irrigation cost him everything. Whatever his motives, and despite the unfortunate personal financial outcome, Waymeyer's vision of the district's success would ultimately come to pass. And today, He is regarded as a savior of the district.